Good morning, good morning, and good morning. I am Pastor Owens from Ministries on the Go. The worship music I don't own, but it's an awesome piece. I'm not sure if I played this last week, but I wanted to um, bring this piece back in just to encourage someone today. Again, I am Pastor Owens from Ministries on the Go, trying to clean these glasses to see what I need to see. I'm actually on Twitter and also on Facebook, and we uh, anchor ourselves back to anchor under Lynette Owens, number one, um, anchor, A-R-C-H-O-R. And so I want to open in prayer, lower the music, the worship music, and um, I want to give us a powerful word today that will um, empower us as people of God. I want to make sure all my devices are up and running, and I want to be respectful of your time as we get we journey. Um, again, I am Pastor Owens from Ministry on the Go, and this is your word, a uh, vitamin word for the day. We are in the last of July. Tomorrow will start walk us into August. And this summer, this summer is almost over. So I want to be rejoiceful. I want to enjoy, enjoy this rest of the summer as much as I possibly can, and still uh, be in the essence of, of worshiping and hearing from the Lord. And so I'm gonna open in prayer. Then I'm gonna read you. I'm gonna give you a spiritual vitamin for the day or this week, and hopefully you will uh, re- receive it. And then move from that place and make it applicable in your life. Gracious and all wise God, Father God, we thank you for waking us up this morning into time and not eternity. And we will give you honor and we give you praise because you are sovereign. You are sovereign. Something you said to me this week that's so profound that when we are broken, that is where you do your best work. And so, God, let this word, let this this room of word come upon your people, let it pour into their life, God, so that they'll be able to hear from you and be conscientious enough to move in a way that will just please the Lord, the, the, to praise the Lord. And so, Father God, help us to put aside our worries of yesterday and be intentional about hearing what you have to say say concerning us in this hour. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the life of your people. We thank you for this ministry that is still up and running. We thank you for all that you continue to do. We thank you for the breath of life, God. We thank you for the sun that shines on the the, the unjust and the just. We thank you for the running water that runs through our blood. We thank you for the blood the blood of Christ, the blood of Un Calvary, that he, he, he redeemed us from our sins, God. We thank you, God. We thank you for breathing into us, God. We thank you for our, our, our natural substances of food, clothing, and shelter, God. We thank you for our jobs, God. Because without you, God, we don't know what way we will turn, God. We will be tossed by the wind, God. But we thank you, Lord. We got a grateful heart today. And so that is our prayer today. I was, I got all convoluted, but I know that God hears our prayers. And so as we continue, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen. And so I got, I, I was getting ready to get into a thankful place 
because I thank the Lord for everything that he continues to do. Every breath, everything that I do is is the contributing factor of what God does, what God has implanted in me. And so I just want to give you your spiritual vitamin for today. If you are following and if you are inclined to bring your children to the table, the feeding table where the love, the love of the Lord is all going on, uh, bring your family so that you can hear a powerful word this morning. I'm coming out of the book of Luke, chapter 8. We were in Luke last week also. Um, we were in Luke, yep, 6. Now we're in Luke number 8, chapter 26 and 39. And once I read it, I'm going to give you a small uh, caption of why this, this reading is so powerful for me. I'm reading from the NIV version. They sailed to the region of Gethsemane, which is across the Lake of Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had been torn, torn, torn his clothes and living in a and living in a house. But they lived, but but living in a tomb. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but he lived in a tomb. I want to make sure I read that correctly. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want from me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the Empress spirit to come out of the man. Many times it has seized him and through him, through him he was chained hand and foot, and kept under God. He had broken his chain and had been driven by the demon into a serility place. Jesus asked him, What is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons have gone inside him. And they begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs were feeding there on the hillside. The demon begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs and give them permission. And he gave them permission. When the demons came out of the man, they went into the pig and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When those tending the pigs saw that this happened, they ran off and reported this in the town and countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man from the demons have gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed in, in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. Then all the people of the region of Gethsemane asked Jesus to leave them because they were overcome with fear. So he got into his boat and left. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him. This man begged to go with Jesus. But Jesus sent him away saying, Return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all 
all over town how much Jesus has done for him. Thus ends the reading of the word. It was a long passage of reading, but it was a story that I wanted to give of the essence of what was happening. And so I want to give you this this um, small smidget of what what I found this to be interesting. When I was in seminary, this was one of the readings of the caption of our introduction to um, the New Testament or the gospel of the New Testament. And um, my professor, I can't think of his name, Bark, I think it was, Barrett, Barrett, was very uh, animated. He was, he loves us to read uh, from an NIV version. I have that Bible, but it actually gives you context of context of scripture. So uh, this is a very interesting story to me because it introduced me to uh, the the um, seminary. And when I came in, I was so fascinated by it. So let me, I'm going to give you what I learned then and add on to what I've read and researched today. Well, actually, this was done a couple of weeks ago, but I couldn't, I do, I do my studies uh, weeks in advance um, and then I, I pray over them. So this was done a while back, but um, I'm, I've read over it this morning and last night, and it recaptured what my thoughts were when I did this. So consider this. I always say consider this. I want us to have an open mind to this. Jesus healing in the town of Gethsemane. Jesus stepped off the boat and must have been traveling a while, and she entered into a city where a man was possessed with demons. This certain man never lived in a house, never lived on land. He always lived in a tomb. Tombs considered death. So I want us to have that concept. This man, this this demon-possessed man lived in a tomb. He didn't live in the structure of a, a, a building or brick. He lived in darkness. This man never was clothed. He was always uh, unclothed. So he probably was running through, after he broke out of the chains, running through the streets unclothed. But today, we would question the mental state of this man. For us today, we would have stated that this man was possessed with some kind of mental illness that would assess, That's a, that would really be our assessment today. When he approached Jesus, when he approached Jesus, he knew who Jesus was. Some of the descriptives of this story and the narrative of this story is this man was chained. Every time he was chained, he would break loose because he had some kind of supernatural ability. That's interesting. And if you ever worked in a mental hospital, they restrain patients because of their strength. They have a, a, an enormous amount of strength. What we know as uh, for men, and I, I said it, and I'm re restating it. What we know about mental people, their state of mind, that they have an over a uh, supernatural ability to overcome restraints and being restrained. So, or the resistance of restraining. So it takes about four or five people uh, to just to just to settle that person down. So. Uh, when he seen Jesus, um, he hollered out, uh, 
in the reading, he hollered out. He saw. He sorted out Jesus. Jesus didn't seek him out. He ran to Jesus. So consider this. This man, at some point in time, was in his right mind because he wanted healing. He knew how to, to get healing. He knew who had the ability to heal him. And he searched out Jesus. In the reading today, the demon cried out in a place begging not to be tortured. The demonic spirit that inhabited this man knew the ability of Jesus. If you're taking notes, this is a note taker. Um, He knew the true identity of Jesus, yet he did not have faith. He had the, that man had faith, but the demons, the demons wanted to, to understand, to, to not be tortured anymore. There are two forces that are working in this passage. The will of the man to be healed and the demonic spirit to take control. Jesus asked the demons, what were your, what were your name? So as to know the full extent of the problem. It isn't just one spirit. But many see legion in the is the demonic spirit name in the Romans use this as a uh, when they call a demon legion they have six thousand demons possessed inside of them and I know this might be just an un, unorthodox conversation but it is real therefore he had many. Things that were possessing him. Hence, that is why he could throw his body against a rock and break the chain. And and his physical body will be damaged. But he still had strength to keep doing what he did. This man was out of control. He had an out of control rage that sometimes people would say he's losing it. But one point that I will bring to our conscientious mind is Jesus asked a question about the unclean spirit. That Jesus had authority over this unclean spirit. The unclean spirit tortured this man day and night and cried out to Jesus, don't torture me. This unclean spirit knew that Jesus had the ability to allow this this demon or these demons to be tortured or untortured. He called Jesus his rightful title. So he he submitted to Jesus in that uh um um his legal right on the earth. He his legal uh, deity on the earth. That's what I was looking for. Uh son Jesus, son of the most high God. That's what the demon said. Uh, son of the most high God. So remember there's thousands of these demons. This spirit begged Jesus not to imprison them in the bottomless pit, which is an abyss. And see, if you know the demon knew that the, the knowledge of the power and authority of Jesus and the most high God, the destruction, that destruction is awaiting them because judgment day is coming, which is referenced in Revelation chapter 11, they had kings over them and angels over the abyss whose names in Hebrew is Abdana, Adana, and in Greek it's Apala. That is the destroyer. These are several points that we can reference to in the passage of scripture. Remember, I came from Revelation chapter 9 verse 11. Um, Jesus had the power to heal that situation. He also has the power to heal your situation. What has to happen? You have to invite him in.
point of taking. Jesus can command authority over the possession of unclean spirit. Our position is to trust the authority of Jesus. Trust the power of Jesus. Trust his working hand at your life. His working hand moving in your life. We as children of our most high God must understand the power and the authority of unclean spirits in the name of Jesus. The same authority that Jesus possessed as a believer has we have the same power to uh fight over these these elements. And so that is a that is a small smidget of what I wanted to bring, but I, the, what I learned in this passage of scripture, when the man became healed and he wanted to travel with Jesus, Jesus told him go back and tell people of that. But if you go back just a little bit, the people, the villagers, and the people in the in the city and travelers, they were fearful of Jesus because he affected their economy. What Jesus did, Jews don't eat uh, pigs or swine, but they're Gentiles and other people. Those demons that ran into when Jesus possessed, took possession of them and commanded them to go into the pigs, they did not want to go into the abyss because in the abyss is darkness, is destruction. They would rather die in a pig and go over the steep hill and die. What I've learned, Jesus affected that economy. He affected the wealth of those people because they were living off of that livestock, that herd of pigs. So those demons encapsulated themselves into those pigs and went over the steep hill and actually died at that point. The people became fearful because they questioned, what kind of man is this? What kind of God is that that he can even control the demons? Jesus has authority over the demons. And that's what I want us to know. This passage of scripture today gives us empowerment to walk upright and say to anything that God is more conquering more in this earth than ever before because I am a, 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 a manifestation of God's work in the earth. And so as believers, as believers, we must know our authority in the earth. Um, Jesus, he, he gave us the keys. And so we don't have to be ignorant to what's going on. They are things that are forces against the believers, the brothers, because of what we we possess, the knowledge of God. That's what uh, Satan is trying to conquer, the knowledge of what we know. And so I know the authority I have in Christ. I know the authority I have in God. I'm able to heal. I'm able to cure and all of these things of sickness and death. And if I transpire these in, in this life, I still have the hope of salvation. I still have the eternal blessing of God. And so those, that was our, my, my, my pivoting points. Those were my spiritual vitamins for the day. I was so encouraged when I learned that in seminary, I carried that with me for a very long time. I carried that passage of scripture with me and that reading in the, in the lectionary that I had that day to, 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 
with me because it helps me to understand my authority. Not only the, the demonic spirits that are roaming through, but we have authority over that. And the people became fearful of Jesus because he took possession over the, that situation and he could take possession over your situation. That's what I want us to understand. God can take possession over our situation, but we got to invite him in. That was our that was our uh, vitamin spiritual vitamin for today. I hope you're encouraged. I hope that you hear the heart of the servant. I hope that you hear the word coming out of the book of of Luke, chapter Luke chapter eight, verse twenty six through thirty nine. Long reading of a scripture, but a powerful reading of the scripture. And I want us to uh, carry that with us that we have authority because Jesus has given us authority as believers. As believers, we have authority. And so let me close in prayer. I hope that you um, take, to take the necessary uh, uh, steps in hearing this word. Read it over for yourself. Make it applicable in your life for yourself and see what God will do. He'll turn the tables over for you. Gracious and all wise God, Father God, in your mercy and in your kindness, God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for how you have delivered your people, God, into a place where they can sit at your feet and worship, can sit at your feet and hear a word, can sit at your at your feet and be touched by the uh, the power of who you are. And so, Father God, let this word, uh, this reading and this word become real for your believers who are on these uh, um, platforms and hearing this, this passage of Scripture so that they can be influenced by who you are and be encouraged by the power. You did it down so many years ago, so many years ago. You're able to do it now. So take take over authority over drugs. Take authority over drinking. Take authority over homelessness, of, of cancer, of mental illness, of, of all kinds of ailments, and put it in the hands of the Lord, knowing that God is the healer, knowing that God is, a, is the redeemer of our very soul. We thank you, Lord. We honor you, Lord, because you are sovereign. And besides you, nothing can stand. Nothing, nothing should separate us from the love of God. And so, God, I praise you for who you are. We give you honor today. We ask that you bless this day that we walk on this earth and we are able to empower other people to hear the good news that God lives inside of us. Be encouraged today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ and all God's people would say, amen. And so those are your readings for the day. That is your word for the day. I hope that you have a great day uh, next Saturday. It probably will be on Friday because I'm working a early shift. But we are going to uh, do communion together because that is what we do the first Saturday of each month just to break bread together to receive communion the blood of christ and the body of christ as a uh, collective um i want you to be encouraged i want you to come prepare bring your juice and your cups and your children and 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 break bread with ministry on the go and the body of christ be encouraged today it's a beautiful day Go out and, and, and 
smile at somebody, say something nice to somebody, give them a, a handshake. I know we're still in pandemic mode, but smile. It is God who is still empowering us to be on this earth and to be ambassadors for the kingdom, the kingdom of God. And so I want us to, um, I encourage you to, to do such. Um, have a blessed and wonderful day until we see each other again. May the peace of God that transpires all understanding dwell among you and dwell among me. Uh, have a blessed and wonderful day. Excellent song. Really?